Hello, and welcome to Pass the Hot Sauce, a Roswell podcast. I'm Ashley. I'm Lisa Abigail, and today we have a little mini episode for all y'all out there who have seen Roswell, New Mexico, but have never watched Roswell. Our podcast usually goes episode by episode through Roswell, spoiler free. And we know there are a lot of folks out there who are really loving Roswell, New Mexico, and we thought it would be fun to do a little episode to let you know all the things that you might find interesting if you decide to give the original Roswell series a try. So if you've been watching Roswell, New Mexico, there are some things that you'll find familiar if you watch the original series. Uh, So first off, it is set in the same place, the same main characters keep their at least first names. The Crashdown is a major player in the original, just like it is in New Mexico. And there are aliens. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. One main difference is that everyone is white, so that's a little different. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're all straight. Or they haven't realized yet how gay they are. To be fair... Yeah, to be fair, Lisa and I have only seen... Season one of the original so far. Oh, yeah. I'm sure the WB decided in 1999 (laughs) that was going to be the year that they gated up. Mm -hmm. You never know. A girl can hold out hope. I mean, what? Will and Grace was on at the time. So maybe they took some inspiration from that. I mean, Buffy had Willow and Tara. This is true. And they did such a great Mm. job of that. Well. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think so the characters in are like a, maybe the same, maybe different in a lot of ways. They are all younger. So mm-hmm. as, as you'll know from Roswell, New Mexico, they're all like in their late 20s, but they did all go to high school together. And so this is a look at those high school years. But of course, they are different characters. They're not in the same universe as Roswell, New Mexico. The continuity is not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so their their personalities are are different, partly just because they're teenagers, but partly because obviously it was a whole different group of writers. And they took some of the storylines and I mean, the storylines are different. So they took some of the characters in different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can sort of look at it as like, maybe this is what some of these characters could have been like when they were younger. Um, but I think it's it's more of just like we tell people who are fans of the original to look at Roswell, New Mexico is a whole different show. Um, so I think anyone who watches Roswell, New Mexico also has to look at the original series as just a whole different show. And also keep in mind that it was on 20 years ago and it does not do a great job at things like diversity and representation. Mm-hmm. That is very, very true. Yeah. Uh, but I, one of the things that I think is cute, having seen both uh, Roswell season one and then Roswell New Mexico seasons one and two is in Roswell New Mexico, you get like a little bit of Liz and Kyle's early relationship. Um, so you can see that a version of that play out more in the original Roswell. And it's very cute. I really enjoy Kyle uh, in both series. And the actor Nick Wexler, who plays him in the original, is just like fun and sassy and a little goofy, kind of a jerk sometimes, um, but not homophobic like Kyle was shown to be uh, in the new series. So it's just like a fun sort of like alternate universe look at what these characters could have been like in high school. Yeah, or maybe, like, their younger siblings. There you go. Or, ooh, no, it's, like, their older older siblings who, like, grew up in a different time. Yeah. Huh. 
Yeah, okay, I like that. We're going to talk about that. This is, like, Max 1.0. Right. And then Rosalind Mexico has Max 2.0. Yeah, yeah. This is, like, Liz's older sister who, like, really wanted to do science but never quite got there. (laughs) Yeah. So that Liz and Rosalind New Mexico can actually do the science. Yes, absolutely. Cool. All right. That's that's now canon, everybody. Uh, so one of the things that fans of the original talk about a lot um, is the nostalgia factor. So if you grew up in the late 90s, early 2000s, you're just going to maybe have a little bit of a connection with some of these things, some of the clothes, the hairstyles, the cultural references, the music. Unfortunately, a lot of it was changed out from the original broadcast because this was before people realized that streaming rights or even DVDs were a thing that they should be thinking about. Um, but there is still some decent music in there. And it's very, like, 99-2000. I feel like... Some of the music that they use on Roswell, New Mexico is a callback. I mean, Roswell, New Mexico has a fantastic soundtrack. Yeah. And I do think some of the things uh, were put in there as Easter eggs. Mm -hmm. So if you watch the original series, you're going to appreciate some of the things that they do in Roswell, New Mexico a little bit more. Like, you'll get a a few references that you didn't even realize were references. Mm -hmm. And if you watch the second season, you got to see Jason Bear... Um, so you can take a look at him 20 years ago and then just turn off your TV and throw your remote at it in anger because he <laughs> looks exactly the same and it's just not fair. Yeah. But good for him. <laughs> I mean, if you see his shirtless selfies on Instagram, you're like, this man is like in his 40s. How yeah. dare he? <laughs> he does look the same, <laughs> though. It's crazy. He does. He looks the same. It's like. I mean, honestly, all of the people who are on the show age so well mm-hmm. that Ashley and I have decided that there was some sort of secret conspiracy theory going on and they just cast real aliens in mm-hmm. their show. And then they were like, oh, we have to cover this up. Uh, I don't know. Just like stay in Hollywood and no one will, will ever <laughs> care. It's yeah, great. Exactly. Perfect. So Jason Bear will be a familiar face to you if you watch Roswell, New Mexico. But if you watch Buffy and Angel, you will also see some folks who pop up every now and again in those shows. So Jason Bear, of course, was uh, Ford in (laughs) that one episode of Buffy where he's a dickhead. Liar! I know. Uh, But there are a few other guest stars here and there. And then there are people like uh, Kevin Weissman from Alias shows up. There are some other guest stars that I know are coming in seasons two and three of the original, uh, but Ashley won't spoil those for you. But I think it will be fun to see those people. Uh, <laughs> for for anyone who was watching a lot of TV during this time period, you know the WB just employed all of the same actors in all of their shows. <laughs> so there's a lot of crossover guest spots. Yeah. A lot of things are different in the original Roswell. We've touched on some of them. Uh, the alien mythology is getting built out a little bit more in Roswell, New Mexico in the second season, and the mythology in uh, the original Roswell has just started to unfold as Ashley and I have just finished the first season of that. So I think it's really interesting to see how they took the same general storyline and just did something really different with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, but I think part of the reason why it moves a lot faster on New Mexico is because they had more freedom with the storylines when you have teenagers mm-hmm. who have a you know a school schedule and you know well. like <laughs> well yeah but in, <laughs> it creates a bit of a restriction 
Sure. Right. And they're also just dealing with like regular teen issues that feel like the end of the world just as much as a potential alien apocalypse might feel like the end of the world. Right. Which, I mean, it's like the whole, the whole, uh, central metaphor behind Buffy. It's like, Mm -hmm. everything is super high stakes when you're 16 years old. I think, so a couple of my very favorite differences, like things that exist in Roswell that, um, are different in Roswell, Mexico. Roswell gives us the character of Milton. Milton! Who we love so much that we made a jingle for him. <laughs> and I think you'll just have to watch the show to find out why, but he is absolutely amazing. He's played by Steve Heitner of Seinfeld fame. Um, he's been in a bunch of other stuff, too. But he, he's so funny, and I love him so much. And I think he's enough of a reason to watch the show, but if he's not... Then something else you can look out for is that Sheriff Valenti, while he is a straight white man on this show, it's okay because he's William freaking Sadler (laughs) and he's amazing. He has a much larger role um, in Roswell than the Sheriff Valenti on Roswell, New Mexico does. uh, And his relationship with the core cast is totally different. So I really just like turn on your television and bask in the delicious glow of William Sadler's baby blues. <laughs> One thing I will say about Valenti is that on New Mexico, I feel like they've hinted a couple of times that Jim Valenti was a bit obsessed with the prospect of there being aliens. And that is a huge, mm-hmm. huge part of the original Roswell. And so you can dive into uh, kind of what you can imagine his dad would have been like. Um, when it comes Mm -hmm. to the aliens and why he has the reactions that he has whenever he's talking about these theories and things with the mains. Yeah. Um, and in New Mexico, like, because he's deceased by the time the show starts, Mm -hmm. you obviously don't get a look at him and you only hear about him secondhand from other characters. Um, so it's interesting to see the performance that William Sadler gives and think about like whether and how much that would be similar to the character of Jim in in the new show. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think they did a really good job making him into someone who started out seeming like he was just going to be your typical like black hat villain uh, and became more complicated and a lot more interesting as at least the first season progressed. And I think, you know, they, like, sort of hint that at that in New Mexico, too. Like, he has this, and they talk explicitly about it. Um, I don't know how much we want to spoil for anyone who hasn't seen all of Roswell, New Mexico. But, like, he's a complex character mm-hmm. who had a lot of stuff going on in his life. Yeah, and a lot of it relates back, so. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, on that point, like, all of the dynamics among the characters are so different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know one of the things that Ashley and I have talked about is that Roswell, New Mexico, they sort of, like, tell us Alex, Maria, and Liz are all best friends. But we don't really see them hanging out or being super close as much as I would expect to. Uh, and so you see a version of that here where they are really good friends. Of course, they are, you know teenage drama incidents and all sorts of kookiness, but um, you get a lot more of those genuine moments of connection between them that I think would, I hope we'll see more of in season three of Roswell, New Mexico, because it makes a big difference. Um, I think one of the things that we talk about on the podcast a lot is like, I am so much more interested in 
the platonic relationships between the characters, the familiar relationships, the Nam and the romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, it's partly because everyone's straight. Um, those boy-girl pairings just don't really do it for me. But uh, they all, but they do have more room to play around with the uh, the the Liz Maria moments and the Maria Alex moments, and and it it just opens up a lot more emotional space for for the actors to play around in. And I mean, the acting on the original Roswell, I think, is surprisingly good. Like a lot of teen mm-hmm. shows, not so much. This one, they they have some pretty solid actors on here. Yeah, I mean, just the amount. Of emotion that, like, Katherine Heigl or even Mahandra can do with yeah. just their face, <laughs> like, with no words and just their face is insane. Yeah. Um, I also think in this one, like, I know, I know everyone in Roswell, New Mexico's fandom is on the, the Malik's ship. So you get a totally different Michael Maria pairing here, and I just think it's uh, it's it, I like it better than I like the Michael Maria pairing in Roswell, New Mexico. So I'll, I'll, that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is like what the character of Michael. You can definitely see the shared roots um, in this character with the character in Roswell, New Mexico, and so to see like a version of his teenage years um Mm -hmm. is is very sad at times um but something that i think they actually do like a pretty decent job with where we tend to be very critical of roswell on the podcast and i think for good reason like there are a lot of things that they do wrong or poorly but there are also some things that they do really well Mm -hmm. and i want to make sure we give them credit for that yep and uh both michaels have fantastic hair Mm-hmm. This is true. Yeah. I think I know <laughs> I know how you feel about the new pairings. I feel like the way that the original Michael and Maria gets my heart is the same that mm-hmm. Malik's. Like it's the same feeling for me. So I think I don't know, maybe it's another thing where I I did a I tried really, 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 really hard to separate those like the new characters from the old characters and go into it yeah and i'm just like so here for it (laughs) yeah well so i think like that's clearly intended to be the quote-unquote like end game relationship right like Mm -hmm. everyone kind of knows that malix is gonna happen in the end just like you know michael and maria are like destined to be together um so it's just i think the way that the writers show that to me i think the problems that i have with michael and maria in the original series are the same as the problems i have with michael and alex in the new series which Mm -hmm. is that it just doesn't seem like a very emotionally healthy relationship all the time yeah and i worry about them yeah that's fair (laughs) But, you know, you watch and see for yourself and uh, let us know what you think, because there are, I'm sure, a wide range of opinions on this. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of ships, I have to say that I know there has been a little bit of talk in the New Mexico fandom about Maribel, which if you haven't seen season two, this is going to be a spoiler. So skip ahead 30 seconds. Um Maria and Isabel are re- freaking related in the new one, so they can't get together. But in the original, no such relation, so they can bang as much as they want. Yeah. Even if the show will never let us see it, I'm convinced it's happening in the background. I mean, the chemistry is there. It's so there, and the show will just never acknowledge it. Yep. 
but we can tell. Uh, if you're curious about that, check out our Instagram because Lisa does this fantastic <laughs> should have been gay Friday and posts about all the things that should have been gay in the original. Yeah. Or the things that definitely are gay, but the show will never admit to yeah. it. Should have been acknowledged as gay. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. I also, um, Kyle. Kyle is mm-hmm. just so great. I just have to say Kyle because he's so funny. Nick Wexler is just like such a sassy little teen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trying to like find his place in the world. And it's oh, so cute. So cute. It's so like he's he does such a good job of portraying someone who like really really cares on the inside but does not give a fuck on the outside and you like have to really get to know his layers to know that like mm, that hurt him but really you know on the just to the eye you're you would miss it like it just takes a second to right. get those layers with him but I was rewatching the pilot for this episode and I was just like oh my god I love Kyle I forgot how much I love Kyle <laughs> He's like he's the comic relief a lot of times. He and Maria mm-hmm. both show up to just sort of like be funny. Yeah. When the show is like, ooh, maybe we're going a little hard on the teen drama. <laughs> Which they frequently do. Very true. But I think it's it's great. And also for anyone uh who who watches Russell in Mexico and just like every episode your heart breaks for poor Alex because his home life is so traumatic. Uh, in Roswell, he just has like a nerdy, goofy dad mm-hmm. who is not in the military, and so he, he, his character develops very differently because he doesn't have that that like oppressive family life weighing him down. So it's kind of nice to see Alex just being able to be happy and like he is. He's really like kind of the happy go lucky dude. Um, I mean, he has a serious side, of course, and he is very useful to the group. But he also is just kind of like, he starts out as the outsider who's just like, hey guys, what's going on? What are we up to? Woohoo! And it's uh, very cute. And it's Colin freaking Hanks. Yeah. I feel like that's one thing that made me, when I was watching the uh, New Mexico pilot, I was trying to figure out the friend dynamic. Because in the original, it does take them a couple of episodes. At first, we were like, why do they keep saying that they're like all best friends, but... Alex is, like, never around, and I think he was just being a teenage boy off on his teenage boy way and had to be like, oh, wait, something's yeah. happening with my friends. I guess I should get involved. Yeah, I also, um, I don't don't want to spoil, but I think in Roswell, it takes a little bit longer for some people to, to find out that there are aliens. Mm-hmm. It takes less time for other people to find out that there are aliens, so... That changes the dynamics a lot That's as true. well. Uh, so, yeah. So, you have William Sadler. You have Colin Hanks. You have Catherine Heigl. Julie Benz shows up for a guest arc. Uh, you got Sherry Appleby. You got Mahondra Delfino. Brendan Fair. I mean, there are just, like, a lot of actors here who you may have heard of. You may have seen elsewhere. They actually have acting chops, like we said. And then there are some fun guest stars. Um, we talked about Milton, who's amazing. But you have Jonathan Frakes shows up to just, like, make fun of Jonathan Frakes, which is real fun. Um, and then I think we talked about Kevin Weissman. You got a freaking Backstreet Boy who shows up in the season one finale, which is not a spoiler because, good Lord. Uh, you'll, you'll see. You'll see. 
Oh, uh, man, was I shocked, though, as a first-time watcher. I was like, what? Is that a Backstreet Boy? Just like, yeah, boom, out of nowhere. Yeah, it's it's a choice that they made. <laughs> but yeah, overall, so I think, again, you have to go into it knowing it's a different show and remembering that it was 20 years ago and they just were garbage at some things. Mm-hmm. And we're that's like a big part of the reason that we did the podcast was um, I think this is a show that if I were just watching it on my own without anyone to talk to about it, I would be like, oh my gosh, oh, this is so annoying. Why'd they do that? And so having a podcast to do along with it or to listen to along with it is sort of helpful to just like have that validation of like, yes, they did screw this up, but like we can talk about it and point out how they could have done better while also appreciating the things that they did do well um, and hopefully giving a little bit of insight um, and maybe some perspectives that you might not have thought of on your own. That's what we aim for anyway. Yeah, and sometimes we throw in neat little bonus content that's just alien-related or, like, other nostalgic things that are at least kind of (laughs) alien-related, and those are fun to to do. Yeah, so we all are big old nerds, and we like watching old Disney movies and just random alien crap that we find, some of which is crappier crap than others. Yeah. but I also really love doing research, so sometimes I'm just like, oh my gosh, you guys, I just read, like, 400 pages <laughs> on this bizarro UFO religion, we're going to talk about it, and everyone is very nice and they humor me, and let me tell them these stories about actual real-life people and their actual real-life beliefs. Mm-hmm. It's a hoot. Yep. And maybe one day you can listen to us talk about Roswell, New Mexico. Ooh, yes. Yeah, so that's the plan. We are, we just finished up season one of Roswell. We're going to be starting season two in at the beginning of September. And then after we go through seasons two and three of Roswell, um, which are all the seasons there are, we are going to start covering Roswell, New Mexico in the same way, spoiler free episode by episode discussions. So I, uh, I have seen Roswell, New Mexico, but I am watching Roswell for the first time along with the podcast. And our two co-hosts, um, Aliza and Lorena, are both in the opposite boat. They've both seen the original Roswell, but they have not seen Roswell, New Mexico, and are holding off on watching it. So we'll have the uh, the new listeners or new watchers' perspective, as well as my perspective, where I have to hold back from telling them about all the cool, super gay things that have yet to happen. Mm-hmm. And in case anyone is like, well, where does that leave Ashley? I'm the producer and editor. <laughs> so you won't hear my voice yes. a lot, but I'm in the same boat as Lisa, where I'm watching the original for the first time along with this podcast and just like binging the hell out of Roswell, New Mexico over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, you did. You really did. Like, I think I had watched the first <clears throat> season and was watching the second season as it started to come on. And I told you about it. And like, <laughs> within a couple of days, you were like, I finished both of the seasons. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay. So I, I don't have TV. I just have the streaming services. So I was like, okay, I can't watch the second season. And then I was like, you could buy the second season on Amazon (laughs) and then watch it and uh so I did that I was like I'm not gonna do it I'm not gonna do it I'm not gonna do it I did it (laughs) 
Nice. I mean, more power to you. You just, you sometimes you just can't wait for all the gay alien content that you require. It's true. It's true. And I'm terrible. I'm so used to like binge culture now where like everything is just up and I can just go through it. Having to wait is like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) how did we used to do it? Towards the end of the season, like I was a few episodes behind you and I would be, oh, I have to watch this so that I can talk to Ashley about it because I don't want her to have to wait on me. (laughs) I just, I don't know how we used to do it. Yeah, it was brutal having to wait a whole week and then like if you miss an episode you gotta see if the network re-airs it and also just like the break between seasons yeah well i mean we're kind of doing that though since we finished roswell season one Mm -hmm. a a little while ago and now we're waiting till september so yeah Eh, i could i could we'll we'll make do we'll be brave yeah i was talking more about new mexico how i just like i couldn't i couldn't handle the knowing that, that there was more and then and, and, and not watching it so i was right. like how did i used to do this yeah so ashley for anyone who has watched roswell new mexico and is considering watching roswell what would be your one key message to them um i think you should watch it but just keep an open mind that it was you know 20 years ago as we have said a hundred times in this podcast um (laughs) and just prepare yourself for completely different characters but know that Mm -hmm. you're gonna get your epic love stories you're gonna get your action scenes the the basic core is is gonna be the same it's just that they're gonna be slightly different personalities and they are going to go on very different journeys mm-hmm. and i will add to that william sadler is in this show you guys <laughs> so you should just watch it okay 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 you'll hear me talk about him so much more if you listen to our <laughs> podcast it's basically all i do well, when I'm not talking about how I think Maria and Isabel are like secretly doing it off in a corner somewhere while the other characters are hanging out. <laughs> oh boy. William Sadler and gay stuff are two of the primary topics you'll hear us talk about if you listen to Pass the Hot Sauce or Roswell podcast. We are going to be coming back with our discussion of season two of the original Roswell series starting on September 1st. So you have some time to catch up on our discussions of season one. And in the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Roswell Hot Sauce or search for us on Facebook at Roswell Hot Sauce. If you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and or Facebook. We're doing brackets right now, so if you binge it in time, you can head on over and vote for what your favorite moment might be. And you can also find show notes and more information about the podcast at roswellhotsauce.com if you have any questions or feedback um, or you want to share all of your thoughts with us on how the show should have been gayer. Yes, absolutely. You can send those over to roswellhotsauce at gmail.com Head on over to Hulu to start the original series. We hope you'll join us on our journey back in time through the original Roswell.